The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Well, there is a new controversial documentary by Dinesh D'Souza claiming massive election fraud in 2020. I've got a special guest who will analyze the data with us. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, biblical scholar and cultural commentator, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. Call 866-34-TRUTH to get on The Line of Fire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Brown. You know, it's an interesting thing. When you read the Bible and you read the words of the prophets, many times they're speaking about things in the future. But quite often they are addressing their people in terms of what's happening in their day. The same way when you read the letters in the New Testament, they're often addressing contemporary issues that the churches were dealing with. Right now, there is going to be a new wave of discussion about election fraud because of the 2000 Mules uh, documentary just released by Dinesh D'Souza. Is this much to do about nothing? Is this yet another divisive distraction in our culture? Or is this a matter of truth? Was there really election fraud? Hey, friends, welcome to the broadcast. This is Michael Brown here to infuse you with faith and truth and courage helping you stand strong in the Lord. Want to give a shout out, first day on our brand new station in Lynchburg, Virginia. So everyone joining us today, so glad you're here with us. We may talk theology one day, politics another day, Israel another. We always have our phone lines open. So here's the number to call, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. You get to weigh in on today's topic. You get to ask my special guest questions. So when you want to weigh in as we get into the show, that's the number to call. Uh, I'm joined again by a good friend, Professor James Beverly. Uh, He has written many books. He has been a professor for 40 plus years, and he's known for meticulous research. In other words, he'll just dig and dig and dig and follow the evidence where it leads Sometimes it leads to places that he doesn't like, but he's going to follow the evidence. He was able to see 2,000 mules in advance. So we're going to unpack that for you today. Jim, welcome back to the Line of Fire. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be with you. Uh, For those who don't know you, tell us about your teaching background, your professorial background. Okay, I've been a professor for 42 years. 10 years in Moncton, New Brunswick, on the east coast of Canada, and then 32 years in Toronto at the largest Christian university in Canada, Tyndale University. And and you've done a a lot of research as a research professor, as someone, as I said, following the evidence. Uh, Tell us about the, the Illustrated Guide to World Religions that you put out. Okay, I started that book somewhere in the 1990s, and I it took. I said I'd be done it in a year, but it's hard to write an 800-page book in a year. So it it came out uh, many years later, and in 2008, I believe. Anyway, um, it, it covers the major world religions, the major Christian denominations, and it covers uh, groups that I call cult groups that claim to be Christian, but they're so bad that you better give them a word that show warns people. Right, so, and, and, uh, uh, those uh, three categories. All right, and you've also interviewed or interacted with 
some really interesting people, cult leaders or other religious leaders. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, uh, one of my high points of that kind of study was I, I got a personal invitation to go to uh, Korea to visit leaders in the Unification Church, so I met one of Reverend Moon's sons. I got invited to hear him once uh, in New York State, um, and so there's one example. Uh, I did my Ph.D. thesis on the Unification Church, commonly called the Moonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, I've, uh, I had a personal interview with the Dalai Lama, a private interview in, uh, in uh, India, courtesy of Christianity Today magazine. So that was fun. Uh, they said that I'd be allowed, you know, maybe 20 minutes or 25, and then I think that's the way they protect themselves if the uh, guest is uh, boring or whatever. Anyway, at the 25-minute mark, I said, I know... I know we need to wrap up, and uh, the Dalai Lama said, well, this isn't New York or Washington, so we'll keep talking. Hmm. Anyway, I, got a, I had a chance to ask him tons of questions and also witness to him about the gospel. What about Scientology? Uh, fact, uh, yeah, go, go oh, ahead. Yeah, Scientology, I, I actually know top leaders in the church, uh, and also I'm personal friends with Hubbard's son, Arthur, who still believes his dad is the greatest. Uh, he doesn't like the Church of Scientology, but he likes his father's teaching. And then I'm friends with his son, Leif, who's, um, who, who uh, became a Christian. Really? Um, so uh, Scientology is uh, one of the groups I've focused on for a long time. And, and I don't want to bring up specific situations, Jim, but... Have there been times when you've done research or uncovered things and you really didn't like where it led, but you had to follow the facts? <laughs> well, when you said that, I thought, when I get weighed in the morning, I sometimes don't like the evidence that shows up on the weight <laughs> scales. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, listen, of course. Wouldn't it be nice if I was raised in a church uh, where everything I was told uh was true and accurate, and it was the best interpretation of the Bible, the best principles. Uh, but I still remember a night uh, where my father told my brother and me that some things that we were taught at church were a little overboard, and we need to be a bit more relaxed. Uh, let's see. Sometime, well, you know, when here's where life would be simple, Mike. Say you're, say you're studying a cult group, and then you... Um, so it would be nice, wouldn't it, that the Christian church is the great church, and everything in it is wonderful, and then everything in a cult group is terrible. Uh, so I've had to learn that people that believe terrible things or false ideas can be really nice people. Mm. I, I met once the two leaders in the what used to be called the Children of God, then became the Family International, so I met the modern leaders of that group, and, you know, they were as nice as anyone I've met. So, yeah, you, but if you care about truth, then, then you've got to follow the truth, even if, you, even if you don't like it. Right. All right. So I, I wanted to give that intro first, because you've, you've had a fascinating life and career, and it's, it's just good for those that don't know you to find out more about this background. But as we've interacted in the couple of years that we've been interacting a lot, 
I've watched you do this very thing. I've, I've watched you say, Mike, I've been studying something and a little concerned about X, Y, Z. And then the, the more you dig into it, the more you say, Mike, there's really something to this. And some of it's been disturbing, but you've been convo- committed to follow the truth. Now, one other thing I want to lay out, would you consider yourself, I know you're a Canadian, but would you consider yourself an ardent supporter of Donald Trump? No, I'm a mixed supporter. That is where I find his principles great, um, and I agree with his policies, uh, or I admire his courage to stand up against uh, unrelenting hate. Well, that's where I respect him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in all my years, uh, I've studied about Trump for six years. I've I've uh, written four books related to him and uh, read thousands of articles and talked to a lot of people. Some of my friends know Mr. Uh, Mr. President Trump personally. Um, I've only ever met one person who thinks that he's basically faultless. Uh, everybody else knows that he has weaknesses. So what I urge people to do is... Carefully separate what's great from what isn't great, or what's in the middle, you know. And then, um, uh, like, th- there's uh, there's some statistics out that he would win again if he runs in uh, the next election. What I would wish for is that he would moderate some of his extremes, mm-hmm. and uh, a- and then he would win. He would win so easily. But he creates his own stumbling block. Right. So there's a mixed view, um, and I believe that's what reality is. And the, the reason I put that out is just, uh, and I don't know, I don't know what, what James Beverly is about to tell us. I know he's seen the 2000 Mules documentary, and it's it's got a lot to say, but we haven't discussed in detail what his views are after seeing it. But I'm setting this up so that you understand who it is that I'm speaking to. If I was speaking to someone who was absolutely militantly against Donald Trump and think he's the worst thing that ever happened, that would likely color views. If it was the opposite side, Donald Trump alone can save America. He's the best thing God ever created for our nation. Well, that would color things, but, but that's not where James is coming from. One other thing, before you saw 2000 Mules, without going into detail, just an overview what were your thoughts about the reality of election fraud? Is this something that you thought, wow, this is real, or maybe it's real, or definitely not real? Where were you before you saw this documentary? Um, well, I've studied it even since since before November 3rd. I've studied the topic, and uh, I don't want to say I've looked at it every day, but I've spent enormous time on it. I would say as the time went on, I realized that some of the claims about election fraud are totally false, but others are very, very reasonable. And I urge readers, or listeners, I guess, I urge listeners to follow a guy named Patrick Byrne, uh, go to the American Project, um, He's one of the best people in America to give you data about the election. And and he's perfectly free and willing to say that some theory isn't true, but then he'll also present evidence uh, that there's uh, been real fraud. 
I have a I have a, a an agreement with one of my best friends. He is so convinced that the Republicans in America are basically losers, and he's so convinced that Trump lost that he said if he ever even starts to think that the election might have been fraudulent, he'll buy me a steak dinner at the best restaurant in our, in our city. Um, anyway, I'm in the. I, I'm not. Well, I, I could say before I saw Dinesh's uh, documentary that I was in the. I was a bit in the middle, but leaning towards yes, there was election fraud. All right. So, what about this movie, Two Thousand Mules? What do we make of it? Where does Professor Beverly stand today? You'll find out as soon as we come back. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Welcome, friends, to the Line of Fire broadcast. Michael Brown, your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity, coming to, uh, coming to you from our studio at CFNI in Dallas. Before I get back to Jim Beverly, Professor Beverly, and I'm, I'm eager to hear what he has to say about this 2000 Mules movie, because we have not discussed uh, the details of it or his findings. Before we do that, we've got a special resource offer for you this month. Uh, I believe it's really going to bless you, encourage you, strengthen you, build health into your life or the, or the life of someone you love. So let me just share a bit more with you about this resource, then we'll come right back to Professor Beverly. Are you struggling in your faith? Do you have doubts and questions and you really don't know where to go with them? Or maybe you have a friend or a loved one that's completely fallen away from the Lord. Well, friends... We've got a great resource for you. Has God failed you? Finding faith when you're not even sure God is real. This is the book that is a first aid kit for for seekers and strugglers and doubters. It asks the difficult questions. What happens when prayer doesn't seem to work? What happens when that loved one we're praying for isn't healed? And what about those passages in the Old Testament? It looks like God is an angry, vengeful God. What do we do with those? There's even a whole chapter called Permission to Doubt. And, and what can we learn from the book of Job? And what's unique about this book is we invite the questions and then we speak to the heart without bypassing the mind. As you read this book, faith will rise inside of you. As you read this book, confidence and hope will be restored. As you read this book, questions will be answered and your mind will be at ease. And this could really be the lifeline for a loved one that has fallen away from the Lord. So order your copy of Has God Failed You today? AskDrBrown.org. That's A-S-K-D-R-Brown.org. Order today. And when you do, I want to give you free instant access to a powerful video I preached on why so many Christians are leaving the faith. So order Has God Failed You today at AskDrBrown.org. Yeah, friends, we are here to help you get as healthy as you can be thriving in the Lord. And as you grow, as you are strengthened, you'll have an impact on the world around you. So get a copy or a few copies. You can do it right at our website, askdrbrown.org. The book, Has God Failed You? Okay, 
Now for the eagerly awaited moment, back to Professor James Beverly. So, Jim, first, give us an overview of the thesis of Dinesh D'Souza's new documentary, 2000 Mules. It's a long argument, very well done, the film, uh, to to say that um, various operatives in the swing states paid people to drop ballots off in uh, ballot boxes, and they call the people who do that mules, and they have evidence uh, based on cell phone tracking, which is legal to collect. You've got to pay for it. Uh, so they got evidence uh, from cell phone tracking, plus they got access to the video cameras on ballot boxes, and they captured way over 2,000 people uh, doing this illegal activity. Um, and you can tell that, that something's going on because people do this in the middle of the night. They look around sheepish, sheepishly before they put uh, the ballots in the box, and then they take a cell phone picture of themselves at the ballot box because they got to go to their next stop, uh, or after they're done stuffing ballot boxes, they got to go to a stop and get paid for it. So... Um, I sort of instinctively thought that the documentary would be really well done because Dinesh is a famous filmmaker and his documentaries are in the top 10 bestsellers in America or most widely viewed. But uh, let me tell you, even with that positive view, I was blown away by the film. It is really well done and it is really convincing. Thanks mainly to a guy named Greg Phillips, and a woman named Catherine Engelbrecht. Uh, those two are the brains behind the operation to find out if there was voter fraud. Uh, they're both based in Texas. Catherine's connected to a group called True the Vote, and Greg runs an organization that deals with election integrity. And so I've come to know uh, both of them. I've talked to Dinesh on the phone, talked to Greg on the phone, and uh, I've mainly done email and text messages with with Catherine. Um, so let me say this. The film is astounding, and what I'm saying to people is uh, the film is going to change American politics. It will no longer be possible for anybody to reasonably say there was no fraud. Uh, in, in fact, uh, Greg and Catherine just wrote me in a text message. I asked them, is what these people are doing in the film uh, criminal, and they both said yes, with Greg saying that in some states it might be legal, but basically it's criminal behavior. People who have been caught doing this uh, get charged with felonies. This is not minor crime stuff. So I, I there, there's the gist of it. It one thing about it, some of the stuff about election fraud is so complicated. Hardly anybody can understand it. Like, when you get into debates about how polynomials in math prove there was fraud, you have to have a degree in mathematics to know what that's about. Or some of the details on computer fraud involve being a specialist in computer technology. This doesn't need that. You just watch the video and uh, or the film, and, and you'll see... Um, you'll see clear evidence that something really shady 
has went on in America uh, at the last big election. All right, so let's say I, I play the devil's advocate here, right? Yep, yep. When, I, when I'm presenting an argument, I'm always thinking of a counter-argument. Even when I'm preaching, I'm thinking, what could be an objection to this? You know, I'm, I'm a debater, and I think in those ways. And we, we all know that video evidence can be doctored. We all know that things can be presented in a misleading way through editing, etc. So there, there's obviously going to be a lot of pushback here. So I'm, I'm going to start oh, yeah. raising... I'm just gonna. I'm gonna start raising questions as someone who's only seen the trailer. Okay, right. Uh, go ahead. Right. So the first thing: How do we know, even if these people were actually mules and they were actually getting ballots, large numbers of ballots, and dropping them, you know, one in the morning in mailboxes, etc.? How do we know that they were for Joe Biden? Maybe they were for Donald Trump, or maybe there's another explanation. What would you say okay, to that? With rare, with rare exception, the people who are do, who who are dropping off the ballots go to Democratic organizations after to pick up their money. So it's not like they're heading to Mar-a-Lago to get money from Trump. These are they're going to Democratic organizations. The other thing, um, the documentary is always cre- is already creating waves in the Justice Department in Washington. And why would that happen? I think because there's recognition that this uh, documentary and the data collected by Greg, mainly, and his team, uh, there's worries that uh, this is going to shake America up. But I I believe that America does need shaken up uh, because of the sad state of affairs with the Republican-Democrat divide, with all the problems in America, um, I think both Democrats, Republicans, and independents need to face the reality of America and do what it takes to, to get better. And one of the ways for things to get better in America is to have free and fair elections. All right, so, so what if, again, playing the devil's advocate here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, what if these people legitimately were working for the Democrats? Let's say that's true. All right, let's say that what they were doing was exactly what it looks like. They were dropping off large numbers of ballots and in mailboxes at all odd times. What if they went to nursing homes where the there or places where the demographics would be? These people can't get out and vote, and they're going to largely vote Democrat. And they were just gathering legal ballots and doing the service for the people by dropping them off at whatever odd times they were. Those are just the ones they're showing. The documentary didn't show the ones that were in in broad daylight at different times of the day. Maybe they were just doing that. Well, some people do this in broad daylight, but, but then people around them know something's funny is happening and they call it in. Uh, Catherine has a toll-free number, I believe, to call in uh, concerns about election. The other thing the documentary does show, (laughs) interviews with relatives of people in a nursing home, and it's obvious in the documentary the the person there wouldn't, they don't even know it's daylight, and yet they voted. So there's, there's been fraud even in that way. You know, I'm not saying, by the way, that I know absolutely what the truth is, because, like you, I want to think about uh, 
you know, what what are critiques of this movie? Could it possibly be wrong? Um, but but I I think anybody who sees it will realize this isn't just uh, trivial minor nitpicking. This this is serious uh, behavior that both Greg and Catherine and they both testified in in uh, Senate hearings, etc. Greg flies all over the world doing election integrity analysis for various countries, uh, and, and they spent they spent I think two million dollars collecting the data on all this from all the cell phones that they track near ballot boxes. All right, we come back. I'm going to talk about the implications of this. If you have a question for Professor Beverly, if you want to challenge this narrative, if you want to reinforce it, eight six six three four truth. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Yeah, election fraud. Talking about that again, you know, my position has been that I did not have the time to investigate the massive claims and counterclaims about election fraud, that I did not feel personally called to stop everything else I was doing and really focus on that. And that, number one, after massive prayer, that God answered prayer by putting Joe Biden in the office, whether by hook or crook, whether it's to bless us or to curse us, either way, I accepted Joe Biden as president, just as I accepted Donald Trump as president. And my position has been, if there is fraud, it will come out through the courts or perhaps through other means. Is it coming out now? That's the topic under discussion. Before I get back to my guest, Professor James Beverly, and we'll take calls too, 866-348-7884. I was speaking at a leadership conference in New York this past weekend talking to a younger man attending there, I think with his dad, and he's a very much a tech guy. And as we were talking, every point he was making, I said, yeah, I've written that, talked about that. He goes, how is it? I haven't seen the stuff. I said, well, it, it gets suppressed now. What used to reach hundreds of thousands or even millions that we share on Facebook may reach instead 2,000 or 10,000 today. So the best way that you can stay in touch The best way that you can know, here are my latest articles that are there to equip you and answer the tough questions. Here are my latest videos you could share with others. Boom. Let us be your voice. We've tackled the difficult issues. You can share that video with people. Here are our latest resources we have available for you. The best way that we can do that is if you sign up for our email updates. So go to askdrbrown.org. Don't rely on social media to share because it may not reach you. All right. And things may get blocked or censored. So AskDrBrown.org. Sign up for our emails, and this way we'd love to pour into. When you do, we've got a really neat mini book, an ebook we want to give you: Seven Ways to Pray for America. If you're going to order, has God failed you? With our special offer, go to AskDrBrown.org. Just click on store. Okay, so back to Professor James Beverly, who was tremendously impacted by the Dinesh D'Souza movie Two Thousand Mules. What's the worst case scenario, Jim? What, what are the implications 
of this. And let's let's look at it in terms of the worst case scenario. If all the charges are true and this was somehow done in a, in a systematic national way, because it's anything but haphazard, if true, what would the implications be? Well, if these are felonies that are being committed, then the Justice Department or police should get involved and people should be arrested and tried. So that's one level. Another level is, uh, I believe the, the, the film will make, uh, well, I, I think, if I had to guess, but it's only a guess, I think politicians, even on the left, will see it and realize things better get changed on the way elections are held. Uh, and then I, I believe that there's a chance that some states will decertify the, the, the uh, 2020 election. So those are possibilities. But based on knowing the way things often work, there's a chance that the worst, uh, the, the, what, that what will happen is um, the left will avoid the, the film they will use cheap arguments uh, against it, and uh, America will still be divided because you'll have millions of people who've seen the documentary who believe that it proves election fraud, and and they're still bitter because uh, because they don't think the elite on the left uh, will listen to the evidence. All right. Well, let's dig deeper, though. Who's ultimately behind this? Does the does the movie? indicate that or is there speculation is it just different allegedly democratic groups in different areas hired these people to to stack the ballots in a certain direction or does it go to the national democratic party does it go to the biden campaign yeah they don't say that all what they say is all you need to steal an election is some is you don't need to do some massive conspiracy everywhere you just need to pick the swing states and do them there. So if what looks like happened, then it means that at least Democrats at the local level engaged in this fraud. Uh, uh, Philadelphia is the worst city involved. There's more people taking ballots around uh, than, than any other city that, uh, that Greg has tracked. Um, so... Um, I, I doubt if I, I'm ab, I'm sure that this is not known at the upper echelon, uh, or that it was planned there. I think local operatives did it. And Larry Elder, the conservative Christian uh, leader, uh, he says in the film, and another guest says it as well. Um, if you thought that Donald Trump was the next thing to Hitler, or even worse. What's the big deal about dropping off some ballots to make sure he never wins? So I bet that a lot of the people who organized this did it on that basis. And then I think a lot of the people who actually got the ballots and put them in the ballot boxes, a lot of them just did it for the money. In fact, they have one, a couple people on the video saying um, they did it mainly because they needed money. Got it. Got it. All right, let's, uh, let's grab some calls. And again... We're getting Professor Beverly's reflections after watching the 2000 Mules movie, which he says is massively well done, convincing and powerfully documented. We go to the phones. Jose in northern Utah. What's your comment or question? 
Yeah, I just had a statement. Um, it, it didn't take a movie or anything. If you don't believe that there was election fraud, you're either in denial or just have no common sense. It, there's so much evidence out there that it's it's undeniable. But that, like I said, this this show should show everybody. And if you don't want to listen to it, you're just absolutely against the truth. So thanks for taking my call. Yeah, my can, can I just ask a question of you, Jose? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know that's your conviction, right? But since my position has been up until now, I'm not sure. I've read very, very strong arguments for, very, very strong arguments against. So I I know you didn't mean to insult me personally, and I don't take it as a personal insult because you feel so sure about this. But are you saying that I must be ultimately in denial or refusing to believe the truth? Just... I just want to flesh that out. I'm not not offended in the least. I just want to flesh out your statement. No, no, it's okay. It's okay, yes. I I mean, there was a guy that that testified under oath that he hauled 24,000 or or 24 Gaylords full of ballot boxes across three states. Um, There was a lot of evidence. The Supreme Court wouldn't even hear it. And just the evidence that they was brought up to them for the Supreme Court not to hear it, that should scare everybody because there was at least enough to hear it. So, so yeah, honestly, anybody, I'm not, and I don't mean to offend. I just wish people would stop denying the truth and, and listen to Listen to uh, everybody Mike, that's trying name? to be quieted. Yeah, um, what, Jose, what? our caller is Jose. Okay, Jose, here's something to think about. The case for election fraud has been deeply hurt by uh, people telling theories that they say proves election fraud absolutely, and then those those various items, not all of them by far, those various items, they melt away uh, upon further study. They turn out not to be true. I think, for example, Mike Lindell was fooled uh, by a guy when Mike announced that he had computer evidence of massive fraud from uh, China and other countries. Uh, now, I agree with you. If someone says there's no election fraud and there's no evidence of it, uh, I, I believe they've not studied the topic enough to know the key evidence that's presented, say, by Patrick Byrne. Uh, he's the best person, B-Y-R-N-E. He, here's, what he's, here's what he's about. He didn't vote for Trump. There's ways he didn't like Trump. But he thought, based on his own independent, expensive analysis, that there was fraud. And so you can now just type in Patrick Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E, and, and go to his Locals channel or go to the American Project, and he presents a long list of cases that should make anybody go, yes, there is evidence of fraud. Now, maybe in the end, maybe in the end, it won't change things, but uh, uh, like you, if someone says there's no evidence of fraud, I mean, some of my contacts i they i've asked them if there was election fraud and they said not at all there's no evidence and then i say to them uh, have you heard of patrick byrne and, and if they say no then i know they've not studied it because he has been the most influential person in america uh to uh to shape concerns about election fraud and he's an equal opportunity guy if he hears theories that aren't true he tells his audience, no, that's not true. But then he'll also tell, as he did to uh, National Public Radio and and 
uh, reporters from the Washington Post, he'll tell them, uh, hey, here's the cases uh, of uh, real concern. Got it. And by the way, Jose, thank you for calling in. I, I wish that the Supreme Court had looked at the Pennsylvania case. I think it would have been very positive if they did. And Justice Thomas wanted it to happen. Now, interestingly, he said it wouldn't have affected the overall election. That was his view. Even if the charges were true, it wouldn't have affected the overall election. But I wish they had reviewed it because we, the more we bring everything into the light, the more both sides can be satisfied. All right, let's, uh, let's go back to the phones, 866-34-TRUTH. We go to Paula in Snow Camp, North Carolina. Welcome to the line of fire. Hi, thank you. I, I'm, I'm going to say, even without the mules, what happened, there was so much evidence. First of all, why do you have states illegally changing voting laws right up before election time? How about the people that were judges and poll watchers being escorted out? Never in history has that ever happened, being asked to leave, and then the windows boarded up so nobody could see inside the room. What about the video cameras that caught them pulling out suitcases from under the desk after 11 o'clock at night. That would never been done before. What about watching the wave across America by 11 at night? We usually 11, 12, you could sit up and you knew the outcome of the voting all my life since 1972. That's what I counted on. Well, they end, they stopped it before the last West Coast states were counted and then shut down everything and it was already like an 80% lead or something. I'm being exaggerating, don't know the facts, but I know it was so much that even if eight California and Western states voted, you would not make up that gap. All right, hey, I've got to jump in. We've got a break here. We'll be right back with my guest, Professor Jim Beverly, and your calls. Stay right here. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on the Line of Fire. I want to emphasize that with or without election fraud, Jesus is Lord. That regardless of who is in the White House, Jesus is Lord. That whether human beings are honest or dishonest, Jesus is Lord. And we are all looking to him, those of us who know him and follow him, we are looking to him, putting our trust in him. And at the same time, every one of us, regardless of what political party you identify with, what your ideology is, whatever your values are, if you are a person of conscience on any level, then you should agree, we should all agree, that what we want most is free and fair elections in America. In terms of the elections, that's what we want. Free and fair elections, where there is equal access for people to be able to vote, where one group is not discriminated against, where there is no fraud, where everything works properly. We should all want that, right? This is a democratic republic. And then the out, let the outcome be the outcome. If we like it or not, we have to accept it. But let us all be sure that the elections are Freely and fairly conducted. That is our desire. Okay, we've got a few more minutes left with uh, our guest, Jim Beverly. Let's go over to William in Canton, Georgia. You're on the line of fire with me and with Jim Beverly. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. 
Okay, great. I'd like to ask uh, uh, Dr. Beverly about the uh, Trump recount in Arizona, which went against him. Does that indicate that, at least in Arizona, it was perfectly right? No, I don't think so. The mainstream media used a fact that was true, but it's misleading. Uh, if I hand you a hundred counter, uh, two hundred counterfeit bills, uh, and then someone says those are counterfeit, if you just count the bills, you're going to find out there's two hundred. And you're going to say, oh, no, the numbers add up. So if you, su if you superficially count the ballots uh, and, and put it that way, then you can say Joe Biden won. But the main people who did the audit, Doug Logan, uh, Ben Cotton, uh, the, uh, they, they believe there was fraud. And then this this. Data has been analyzed by a, a genius named Joe Van Pulitzer, and he says uh, he says the same thing. Uh, and the Attorney General of Arizona has just written publicly to say that there is evidence of election fraud, and he will be uh, he he will be uh, uh, pressing charges. Mm. Now, in the end, again, it's very complicated. Joe Van Pulitzer is. Uh, I mean, he's a genius, and so he doesn't realize how complicated are some of the things he talks about. But it's not as simple. Like, one thing I've learned studying Trump stuff for, for over six years, I no longer trust mainstream media when it's anything to do with Trump. It's not like they're totally wrong, but I've, I just read today, uh, I read a, a, a critique of um, 2,000 Mules, and... Uh, the critique is written by someone who hasn't seen the documentary yet. But it, what it does is it contains, no, it's, it's a useful analysis. It has some good stuff in it, but you can't trust him because he, he, he uses loaded language. You know, it's like, if, uh, where did you say you were from? Uh, he's from Canton, Georgia. Okay, so if I'm talking to you and I don't like what you're saying, if I disagree with you, Here's what here's what I can do. I can say, now now are you a Southern hillbilly? Are you out there making moonshine? Can you come up with such ridiculous arguments? Now that in philosophy is called an argument ad hominem, and I see that all the time. So I don't I don't trust the mainstream re media reporting that the audit uh, showed that Joe Biden won. You know, one minute they say the audit was terrible and it was uh, uh, done by a bunch of losers, etc. And then the next minute they say the audit audit proved that that Biden won. Well, which is it? Is the audit reliable or not? All right, anyway, thank you. Uh, yeah. There's still more. There's still more to look at on the Arizona thing. All right, William. Thank you very much for the call and Jim for the detailed answer. As as I said, Jim's a research professor and he digs and he seeks to learn and follow the evidence. And he is not an ardent, sold-out Trump supporter, nor is he one that came in with a presupposition of election fraud either way. And again, if you say, well, Dr. Brown, why don't you study this more? One, God hasn't called me to do it. Two, my life is absolutely filled with the things that God has called me to do. And, and thirdly, others are doing it, and we'll do our best to learn from them. 
And here, how about we all pray this? God, when it comes to the 2020 elections, let the truth come to light. When it comes to the 2020 elections, let the truth come to light. And then, Lord, give us the courage and the heart, the integrity to follow the truth wherever it leads, personally and as a nation. How can we go wrong doing that? How can we go wrong? All right, got time for one last call. We go to Mahler. Oh, we don't. We don't go to Northern California. Okay, so Jim, as, yep. as a, a follower of Jesus, above all, right? right. As someone who, who believes in, in the power and, and lordship of the God that we serve. Uh, let's say this is all true. Let's say the, the fraud is as bad as President Trump has alleged. Let's say the election really was stolen. As, as a believer, where does, that, where does that leave you? Where does it leave you in terms of your, your, your mental, emotional state? If you're an American citizen and you voted, uh, let's say you voted for Trump, felt he was better than, than Joe Biden, where, how did you process that as a believer? Well, I, would, I, I know that I have to trust in the sovereignty of God in difficult times. And, of course, it's even more so now that the Ukraine war has happened. Um, but you trust in God, and then you pray for the powers that be, uh, that they will do the right thing to respond. I mean, if it came to, if, if America woke up to the fact, and this is an if, if there's election fraud, we would, we would ask God to give wisdom to the Supreme Court and to Congress to deal the, to deal the proper way and to all the leaders in the separate in the given states etc you you'd pray uh, but in the end you know we realize uh, that our only ultimate bottom line is that we trust and anchor in the gospel of Jesus and uh, that's our foundation uh, no matter what happens yeah and and that that's the bottom line and that's why after massive prayer before the elections and after the elections, I said, all right, whoever's inaugurated, that's, that's what God has determined. Now, whether it came about through hook or crook, we, we shall see if there's more evidence that comes to light, if there's more going on. Again, let the truth come to light. Was President Biden brought in as further judgment on America? Is it to shake things up further? Would we have done even worse with Trump in office? God knows all that. But I'm not unsettled in my own spirit because my faith is always based on the truth of God. Hey, Jim, uh, later tonight or this afternoon tonight, I'm going to be posting on social media a really neat link. Uh, We don't have time to talk about it now, but it's it's a Bible guide in one page, a key doctrinal points with links. It's just really neat, put out very inexpensively as an ebook online. So I'm going to be linking to that later. Thanks for taking the time to do all this research, to watch the movie and to join us again. Much appreciated. Yeah, but Mike, can I tell the audience, tonight is the first night where the public can go to theaters and watch the movie. Yep. And then Thursday night's another night. And then um, on the week, next weekend, it goes streaming on the internet. Okay, great. That's why we wanted to get Jim Beverly on right as the news was happening. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless. Thanks, Mike. All right. Hey, friends, let me say again, we are here every day with, with one goal. We want to see you healthy, thriving in the Lord. We want to see whatever bondages, hindrances, we want to see them broken. 
and, and then you in turn going and, and touching others. And as you're strengthened, the body strengthened, the country strengthened, let the light shine. If you have been one of those who's been listening for years or maybe recently, and you've been blessed, what we're encouraging you to do is, is join us. Let's partner together. We want to give you an opportunity to join with us as we really have a mandate from the Lord to blanket America on radio. What that means is, as you who've received already, you can pay ahead if you're watching online or listening by podcast, you can pay ahead for the next listeners, contribute a dollar a day or more, become a monthly supporter, a torchbearer, and this will pave the way for get us to get onto the next station. And then as those listeners are built up, then they can pay ahead to the next station. And then together, we really are making a difference. I have been so blessed by the, the testimonies that we get every month of people who want us to know how our voice has made a difference in their life, their family, their ministry. And it's so encouraging to know that it's through your prayers and it's through your financial partnership. So take a moment, go to askdrbrown.org. A-S-K-D-R-Brown.org. Click on Donate Monthly Support. But before you give, just look at all the benefits because more than anything, we're here to pour into you. We're here to give to you. We're here to serve you. So check out all the benefits you get as a monthly supporter so that you know as you help us touch others, we are committed to pouring into you. That's askdrbrown.org. Click on Donate Torchbearer. Join our team. Let me say it again. Together, we're making a difference. And Jesus, Yeshua, is Lord. Another program powered by the Truth Network.